Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Alexi Ajinsha, Jamal McGlure, Joey Devine, Luke Babbitt, Jack Diallo, DJ Brown! Patreons! <coughs> Patreons! Aaron! Thank you, Aaron! Tinsy Mr. Liza! Donka Tinsy Mr. Eric Chrome! Thank you, Eric! Musical guest! Chicken Foot! And now, the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back after a week off, and it's because, you might have heard it in his voice there, the ghost of Don Pardo briefly had covid um, I'm here as always. Might still, might still, in fact, have COVID. Um, uh, <coughs> I'm here as always, uh, with my good friend, America's Uncle Dad. Uh, this week, America's COVID Uncle Dad, Sean mm-hmm. Keen. Sean, how are you? It's good. I did get COVID from my nephew, mm-hmm. so that works out. But the thing is, um, we're gonna we're gonna keep the conflict. Uh, in house, mm-hmm. um, he's suspended from piggyback rides. Yeah, or for for a week, he's going to work on himself. Too. Is he allowed to come to Ring Pop Night? 
Um, he, you know, he's got a he's got a test, but he's been working on himself. So yeah, um, <laughs> actually, you can hear more about that on uh, Sean's nephew's podcast. Um, it's called America's Nephew Child. <laughs> um, <coughs> Sean. Yes, um, Julie. I guess we should talk about it real quick. Uh, what do you think of Draymond Green's documentary last night? <laughs> you know what? I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, Joey, oh. but I'm glad that Draymond Green is finally going to have a platform to share his feelings. Here's my favorite part of the documentary. First off, it's terrible. If I were one of the Warriors, I would be so mad at Draymond Green's behavior. Uh, but um, there was an insane moment in it that i grabbed here for for some audio where uh Mm -hmm. draymond green is talking about how the video came out while he was sleeping and then he woke up and saw it and he was playing with his children um wow it's it it's 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 like he's describing christmas morning yeah but with accountability for his behavior and then he showing up under the tree and then he claims uh that he doesn't listen to it. He doesn't pay attention to internet comments or read internet comments. So he mm-hmm. didn't even he he didn't even know how much the video blew up. Uh, so here, here's, of course, here's that a, doesn't seem like something he was paying attention to. Here's a little clip, Sean. If you want me to be honest with you, I still don't know how much the world may think it blew up. Sparked by the leak of the video, the incident did blow up. It went viral. <laughs> It went viral. <laughs> to tell you the truth, Draymond still has no idea if anyone's seen that video. <laughs> can you how imagine, would how would he guess? Can you imagine being that voiceover guy? You know the uh, the the man with the golden voice and having mm-hmm. to read. It did blow up. <laughs> <laughs> it did blow up. It went viral. <laughs> Like that that feels like do you think it do you think he took the cans off for a second and went, really? <laughs> um it some did bus- blow up. Some, some business it off went the top. Viral. <laughs> yeah. Um you know what we would like to go viral? Uh our Patreon, patreon.com slash round rock pod, where you can hear our bonus episodes. You can hear Sean talk to Corbin about books. You can hear me talk to Joe McAdam about uh um a video where Gene Simmons gets heckled and a video where Peter Gabriel plays Salisbury Hill while riding a bicycle. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> uh you can uh uh, you can join our fantasy league, which had its draft already. So next year, you can join our fantasy yeah. basketball league. Um, uh, <laughs> or you can buy. Uh, we would also like to blow up and go viral our T-shirts at uh, the link in the description to the episode, and our Twitter at Round Rock Pod, and our email at Round Rock Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, Sean, are there any? Is there anything you want to plug here up the top for business stuff? Yeah, uh, come see. Oh, actually, just read Golden State of Mind for my Warriors coverage. I'm basically doing a recap for every game, unless something else is going on for me. Uh, you can read me at the Yard Marker NBA page, where I have uh, 
somehow I'm able to write about the Lakers with like every fourth post on the Warriors <laughs> blog. Uh, but I have some prop bets for uh, the season opener tomorrow through uh, our friends at DraftKings. Unfortunately, Joey, they don't have any uh, John Wall player props. My whole article was going to be like, just bet the over, support this guy. But actually, in gambling, they don't like wild uncertainty, apparently. <laughs> Surprising. Um, I'm sorry, Jesus. And, uh, you know, get your booster shot. I'd like to plug that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then, and then uh, you can see me in uh, Long Island City at End of the Line Comedy in Astoria. On November 4th, that's uh, our friend, the very funny Katie Compa's show. If you're oh, in New York fun. City. Yeah. Um, and then as for me, uh, I'll be on Game Show Network's People Puzzler October 27th. Yes. You don't have to watch it, though, I promise. Um, <coughs> uh, and then, yeah. Um, you can also, listeners, call us on the phone, which is something two of our listeners did. So let's go to the phones, Sean. Great. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Sean. Um, our first question comes from our friend Mike in Portland. Um, and it goes something like this. <laughs> hey, Sean. Hey, Joey. It's Mike from Portland again. Calling because I was listening to the latest episode and there was a whole back and forth of owner and governor and how the team, how the league uh, changed that term. And every time I hear someone call them a governor, I think of like an old like white bearded man on a southern plantation that has like horrible <laughs> slave quarters going on behind him. And owner is obviously bad as well. So my question for you to today is what's another vaguely racist term that we can call NBA owners? Thanks and I'll take my answer off the air. Mm -hmm. Sean, what's another vaguely racist term that we can call NBA owners? You know, there's a bunch because I, I know that a lot of them have uh Deputies. Mm -hmm. Deputy seems like a like like the deputy is someone who tried to murder Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's right. He's like, well, the deputy's coming. Um, I also feel like they always talk about managing partners, like manager and partner. Mm -hmm. Both seem like they're probably going to be racist. Mm -hmm. Although, I went with although tycoon. <laughs> Right. Oh, you know what? We should call them Commodores. Yeah. 
Yeah, the NBA's com- newest Commodore. Yeah, I see. I like I like Tycoon. It kind of like uh, you know, it seems like they're then using child labor. Um, oh, when everyone has a monocle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> and like getting a bunch of free land for the railroad by giving like a fat senator a pass, and you're like, well, all the cigars I could smoke. Well, the Dakota Territory belongs to you, Mark Cuban. What about um? This one's a little topical based on L.A. politics, but what if we went with council member? Not bad, not bad. <laughs> Proving you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist. Yeah, um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let's see. Um. Oh, we, we could start using the same, like, scouting terms, too. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, well, you know, he's a he's a high IQ executive. He's like a coach in the owner's box. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's a, a yeah. he's he's a heady governor. <laughs> he's a gym rat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a stock exchange rat. He's always there. <laughs> he's he's the son of an owner. <laughs> 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 so you know he knows how to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> By the way, speaking of, uh, did you did you catch the the Jeff Van Gundy quote about Steve Novak? About Steve Novak. I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's just mention it. There's nothing Can to we comment briefly on. talk about that article though, too. But yes. oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually, let's start with the article, <laughs> and I'll find the quote. So Kevin O'Connor wrote this <laughs> glowing article about Daryl Morey. Which has all of these anecdotes in it that he thinks are cool, that are yes. some of the least cool behavior I've ever read. <laughs> oh, it's aw- awful stuff. Yes. They're like, uh, Daryl Morey often, um, he doesn't, he, he, he can't get to the airport on time, so he'll drive his rent to drop his rental car off. So mm-hmm. he'll just drive his rental car to the airport drop-off and then pay a guy 50 bucks to return it. Yeah, well, they said he'd sometimes drive the departures gate and just call the rental company and say it's there. Uh Uh-huh. Which is not really very convenient for the rental car company. Um, And again... I I don't I don't think uh, the people dispatched by Hertz are um, making a ton of money or making any money for having to go to the departures gate. Uh, Also, yeah, he gave a baggage guy $50 to go return it. Mm -hmm. And have you ever returned a rental car, Joey? Yeah. I don't know that that's a good deal for the baggage guy. No. Because, like, the baggage guy's getting tipped on his bags. Yes. Yeah. And now he has to leave his job. Yeah. Because uh, a scofflaw abandoned a vehicle and threw some money at him and said, peasant, you uh-huh. know, clean up my mess. Uh, uh, and then, uh, like, speaking of cleaning up his mess. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do that one. <laughs> um, there was a story about how he <laughs> uh, called the team travel attendant to let him know he had left his bag behind in a hotel room because mm-hmm. he again uh left too late for something mm-hmm. yeah and they showed up and uh he didn't just leave his bag he didn't 
alpaca's bag. He yeah, had his clothes were dirty clothes and yeah, just thrown around his room like an animal. Basically, <laughs> like when you hear stories about like Kwame Brown's rookie year with all say like, oh yeah, the hotel room, like his clothes weren't even hung up. They were like dirty clothes everywhere. Well, that's how adult Daryl Morey still lives his life. Kwame Brown was 19. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, the other one, the one that really oh. kind of made me mad <laughs> mm-hmm. was uh, he once got so many parking tickets that he didn't pay. They put a boot on his car. Uh-huh. And instead of paying the the tickets, he just bought a new car and made the rental car company deal with the I mean the the uh, uh, yeah, he yeah, leased the a different Lexus, yeah. the leasing and, company. Yeah, he made the leasing company deal with the tickets and the boot. To, uh, I don't, to come I don't understand why I don't understand that's not like easier than paying the parking tickets. No, though. it's way you harder. Can, you can do that on your phone. <laughs> He just decided he would rather actually take much more time and make a deal because he wasn't it wouldn't be enough of a dickhead move to simply pay his parking tickets. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these are not cool stories. And also <laughs> they are um all of these things that he does have to deal with uh money and time management. Which is like the number one part of his job. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, weird how he wouldn't be sympathetic to uh, Ben Simmons last year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just, uh, I mean, basically, isn't that what the Ben Simmons trade was? Him taking an NBA player with a boot on them? And instead of doing anything to repair the relationship or fix the situation, simply shipping the booted car to a different location and saying, like, here's some money. You guys deal with this. Yeah. So anyway, Daryl Morey. um, So what does that mean when he inevitably fires Doc Rivers? Like, will he do it or will he get like a task rabbit to show up? And it won't even be a task grab. It'll be like someone who has another job they have to be doing. <laughs> Why am I being fired by the Hertz rent-a-car lady? <laughs> and he's like, well, we had to go get this SUV that he parked halfway up the curb. It's actually blocking the entrance to United Airlines Terminal. <laughs> and while I was there, he... uh he, he made a weird trade where he gave me some airline miles and a DoorDash <laughs> discount code if he'd fire the head coach. Um, what right, a weirdo, dude. Okay, we've, um, we've got another call we got to get to. Yeah, hold on. But sorry, the other thing is... Oh, no, uh, sorry, Jeff Van Gundy, I forgot. We There's did a funny learn, story about Jeff yeah, Van Gundy. We did yeah. learn that Jeff Van Gundy... What I love... I love stories when you hear that... Um, Jeff Van Gundy in real life talks exactly like he does on the broadcast, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're talking about Steve Novak, Daryl Morey's first draft pick with the Rockets, who was terrible on defense. And uh, Van Gundy was upset that not only was he not really very strong or fast, he was also in the wrong places. And then, and then Morey said, it's weird because his father is a high school coach in the Milwaukee area. 
And then Jeffrey Gundy said, if he were my son, I would have no choice but in the middle of the night to smother him to death with a pillow to save the family honor. The Van Gundy name would not survive if Steve's defense was on our resume. (laughs) So he's kind of like the Dilbert guy with meth addiction, only with like switching a pick and roll. Uh, it's great. It it look knowing that Jeff Van Gundy talks like that in real life makes his broadcasts much more tolerable mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, he just can't help himself. This is just what comes out of his mouth. It's not a bit. <laughs> um. All right, Sean. Um. We got to do some. I don't think have, our second phone message. Oh, yeah, our second phone. I was, like, looking at the news. Like, can we skip the news? Yeah, um, we can definitely skip the news. <laughs> I, but we do have to do our second voicemail. Here we hey, guys, I'm on. Uh... Okay, first off, before we get to this voicemail, I do want to say, if you leave us a voicemail, tell us who you are. Even give us a fake name. Because this, vo- this voicemail is a great call. We it's love really it. a good call, yeah. But I don't even know who to thank, because you forgot yeah. to tell us who you are. Uh, yeah. So here's a call from Anonymous. Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to get a friend of mine. Um, she's a baseball fan. We've been following the baseball season together, and she, I'm trying to sort of sell her on the idea of following the NBA as a good sort of like off season and boring part of the baseball season um, sport. Uh, and so I was hoping that you could give some input on which NBA team has the most baseball ass energy. Um, please, I, I'm eager to hear your thoughts. Thanks. It's a great question. Yeah, it's a really good question. It sort of depends on what kind of baseball ass energy you're looking for, too, because I would say, mm. okay, uh, the Heat sort of, even though they're cool, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say this is going to sound like a dig because, look, uh-huh. the Heat are cool. The Miami Heat are obviously cool, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to compare them to the least cool baseball team ever. Uh, but the Heat are like basketball St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Whoa, uh, okay. Sometimes you say things you can't take back. Because, like, Udonis Haslam, real red-ass energy, you know what I mean? But it's not for, like, baseball reasons, you know what I mean? It's like the basketball version of being mad someone... Yeah, he's like Brian McCann. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, like, he's like the Heat's whole energy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, uh-huh. um, I do think they have baseball energy. I don't know if it's necessarily the Cardinals, but I get it that like <coughs> players arrive in St. Louis and people start saying like, oh, well, the Cardinals will fix that. Oh, it's the Cardinal way. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Why would that happen? <laughs> um, and also they're they're essentially bringing up guys from the minors all the time. Right. Uh, it's always like. <laughs> And they have like the bad side of baseball where it's like, for some reason, they signed this 32 year old power hitting first baseman from Korea to a minimum deal and then panicked and gave him a seven year contract. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's all the weirdness of baseball contracts for sure. And they have like, it's a very, uh, like, Tommy Lasorda in LA, Tony Larusa in St. God damn it, maybe they are the Cardinals. <laughs> but just like like guys who have been there forever, but mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah. And they're always rumored to get a free agent, even though you're like, why would he go there? And then he ends up there. Um, yeah, the, the Heat are a pretty good choice there. Because it's you really have to have guys like cycling through the last couple of spots on the roster to truly have like real baseball energy, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I mean, the Phoenix Suns have like a team that's about to have a fire sale energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I hate to be this guy because it's uh, comparing my least favorite team to my f- favorite baseball team. But unfortunately, the Portland Trailblazers have Oakland A's ass energy. Uh, yeah, they do have. I mean, <laughs> where it's like every year uh, they they get uh, eliminated from the playoffs and then they're like, we're going to do something different this year. And then they do the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's always like the same thing where the, where it's like, yeah, the A's once again, don't have any players who can run fast. And with Portland, it's like, man, these guys are really skilled, but the power, they're all six, five. five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, we just, we, we didn't, we never adjusted the inputs. Now the thing about Portland that's cooler is at least they have Damian Lillard Mm -hmm. and not Billy Bean. It's like a player who does cool things and not like, a guy who still regrets not going to Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> uh, have baseball ass energy in that they have all of these young players that they're refusing to play. <laughs> well, and they're like, the, yeah, they're holding them back, and they're like the Tampa Bay Rays in that they just have to get rid of players because their roster is full. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, I don't know if it's always the environment to succeed where it's like, yeah, you you probably can't really get uh, any kind of uh, job security for real here. And finally, the Philadelphia 76ers are the most New York Mets ass. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lol Sixers. They're like, oh, I fell apart again. What happened? Oh, everyone's unhappy. <laughs> oh, they have a weird, there's a weird trumpet player. Oh, the, the mascots are goofy. Like, <laughs> although, although it's weird because for the Sixers, um, Joel Embiid is both Pete Alonzo and Timmy Trumpet. So that <laughs> part is very strange. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I hope, uh, unknown caller, we hope that answers your question there. <laughs> Um, well, I was going to say Elton no. Brand is the Sixers version of the Bobby Bonilla contract, right? Oh, my God. The thing just can't let him go forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to turn out They're that like, there was like a pyramid. signed him to this deal, so he has to be the GM now. And then, uh, I mean, Daryl Morey is like the, the drunk driving GM leaving the owner's house, except he doesn't even have the excuse of being drunk. He just left his car on the He's side of the road. A jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even a car accident. He was just like, this is close enough. Um, all right, Sean, should we go to our Southwest season preview? Let's go to the Southwest preview. All right. Uh, Southwest season preview time. I'm Joey Devine, and I'll be hosting... I'm Sean Keen. And this is Josh Giddy.
Um, all right. We blew it again. <laughs> well, we he's here. We forget to say this is yeah, our name. Yeah, we might. Well, it. we've got one more chance. We're going to blow it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sean, the Houston Rockets last year went 20 and 62. Good for last in the NBA. They were supposed to go. Their expected win loss uh, was 21 and 61. Uh, their offensive rank was 26. Their defensive rank was 29. And um, Josh Kitty. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. Um, they've got. Is it just Bobon? I think it might just. Be I, I I wrote this a week. I wrote this list a week ago <laughs> before I had COVID, and I think they've. I think they waved three of these and Harkless. Uh, did Maladon they release is, Maladon? He's on a different team. <laughs> Obon is They definitely on have Obon, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's just... It's just uh, Obon, yeah. Just Obon and... Uh, <laughs> I don't have their draft picks here. Well, oh, they, they have Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, and Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, there we go. But um, who got their throats cut by Tillman Fertitta, Sean? Uh, David Nwaba, Trevlin Queen, Dennis Schroeder, John Wall, and Christian, I don't want to be here, Wood. I'm going to be honest, I forgot Dennis Schroeder was on the Rockets. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> and then he made it back in the league uh, because he played well for Germany in Eurobasket. <laughs> And then immediately hurt his finger like a week after arriving with the Los Angeles Lakers. My team is always my team is always staying fresh. All right, Sean, what was their best move and worst move? Um, I, I honestly, this is mean, but I think they were better off releasing Derek Favors. Fair enough. I don't think you. I don't think you want that that ghostly hologram energy on your team. <laughs> I, like, it don't, just seems don't mess weird. around. It just You've seems, got enough centers. It just seems weird. Derek Favors wouldn't couldn't get you like a second round pick. You know what I mean? Like it's weird to release him. He's like, seems like it's, it's somebody he would help a playoff team. But I guess you don't want to. You just don't want to hold him. You hang on to him until the deadline, right? Well, and I mean, it's it's just that that aspect of like when you trade for seventeen draft picks, you just have to make these like very brusque. You have, you have to make very quick decisions on players, and uh, maybe they could have used Derek Favors, but not at the expense of like losing one of their other cool. Uh, <laughs> Weird big men. Uh, I've got a question about that later, though, I think. Um, I think yes. their best move is, look, uh, <laughs> I'm, like, weirdly into this team uh, mm -hmm. because I think they're going to try. I mean, they're going to be bad, but they're going to try. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unlike a uh, lot of the bad teams. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they'll tank at the end of the year. But, yeah, um, they kind of don't have any choice. Like, like. 
like all the guys are probably going to play pretty hard. Yeah, and, and I just like the I like bringing in Boban for good vibes with these young guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Boban. I love keeping him in like trading trading the vibes of Christian Wood for the vibes of Boban is like that's like oh. a massive vibes upgrade. Huge, huge win. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, like that's that is. That's essentially like um, the James Harden deal of vibes. Yeah. For Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Josh. Oh, yeah. Do we have a worst move? I don't really have one. I don't really have one. I mean, I guess having too many players where you had to cut Derek Favors instead of trading him at the deadline for two second round picks, but who cares? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they did get a second round pick when they traded for him. Right, but it could have been three if they <laughs> yeah, had right, the right. roster spots. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> someone seems like someone would want him. No one signed him yet, but yeah, someone but would, like, should want him. Don't you think that if, let's just say, hypothetically, Robert Williams, his, uh, you know, his... um. His rehab takes longer than they want. Don't you think the Boston Celtics gladly would have given up picks for Derek Favors? Yeah, I think so. But also, I wonder if I wonder if Houston's like, what would we even do with more second round picks at this point? Fair point. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right, Sean. Uh, you got some questions. I do. Okay. Christian Wood is gone. With him gone, which rocket besides Kevin Porter Jr. is most likely to go home in anger at halftime? Oh man. Um I mean, there's an answer here. Uh-huh. And the answer is a drop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's let's ride. Why is Eric Gordon still on this team and not on the Philadelphia 76ers? I mean, the Sixers, they they kept adding different guys from that Rockets team and not making it happen for Eric Gordon. I think I think the Rockets are probably like, well, they want a first round pick, right? Mm-hmm. But also, I sort of get having him around. You know what I mean? Like, like just a dude who can kind of get some buckets and shoot a three when he's open a little bit. And then like, and we'll film <laughs> this promo. Let's ride. Yeah. Like this is a team player. <laughs> that is the definition of a team player. Also, like, I kind of think like, is Derek, is Eric Gordon really that unhappy on this team? It's his entire career. Has is been s- him being unhappy or not unhappy in weird places. Yeah, and it's but a, but a lot of it's like he gets injured. You know what I mean? Like he he gets traded from the Clippers, and then Wait, but remember how unhappy he was? Was it in New Orleans or New Phoenix? Orleans, yeah, yeah, in New Orleans. But then he still got stuck there for six years. <laughs> I mean he he's just like he's had a weird career in that respect. Also, that he was like a kind of a speed demon for a while. But, you know, he's been in Houston 
I think this is year seven for him in Houston. So, like, I bet he likes it. I don't know. He's got a cowboy hat and everything. <laughs> but yes, it is weird that he's... But yeah, I, I could see him going home at halftime. Not really in anger, though, just because the team's like... Like, yeah, like I could off. see, take the rest or, of the night off, <laughs> or just or like, like, yeah, like, uh, that's like there's some Netflix show, and, and they're like, eh, we got this, dude, don't worry about it. Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. All right, Sean. Uh, the next yeah. question, okay, what players are okay? We, 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 we hinted at this. What players on the Rockets are going to be the most screwed by the over accumulation of young players? So, who's who on this team is going to get the fate of uh, these guys who get like washed out with roster? Trend? I mean, I feel like it's already happened to him, but Usman Garuba mm-hmm. was like a guy who last year, everyone was so hyped on his defense, but now they have like Tari Eason and Jay Sean Tate and Kenyon Martin Jr. that they're all playing ahead of him. And it's like, like Tari Eason is like, the new Usman Garuba already, and he's been in the league for one year. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was he was good winning that gold medal with Spain too. Yeah. He was a, he was a pretty pretty decent player at least in the early. I think it's gonna be um, well, it's already kind of happening with Kenyon Martin Jr. Mm-hmm. I think he's like preemptively requested a trade because he's like I I can see what's happening here. Um, but also, you know what's weird. It feels like somehow Garrison Matthews has just slipped that and is now he's like boarded his way onto the roster. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's like somehow there are these guys who like, yeah, I would not be surprised if he signed some weird kind of team friendly deal and the NBA let him do it for like seven years for some reason. Yeah. Like the Conchar. Yeah. Yeah. The Conchar, the Dort. I mean, not the Dort because the Dort. Dork got paid. Yeah. But yeah. Um, um but yeah, it's funny that like Garrison Matthews and Jay Sean Tate are both guys who are kind of like first off, they're both good players. I like a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny that on a team full of like first round draft picks, like Jay Sean Tate and Garrison Matthews are like, yep, these pens uh put their names <laughs> in in pen. <laughs> Everybody right. else has to compete for a job. <laughs> yeah. You're the 29th pick in the draft. You're screwed. You're 38. Come on down. Jay <laughs> um, yeah. Sean Tate. Awesome, by the way. One of my favorite. I guess that's our. We should just do that right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, our yeah, rational yeah. love and hate. I love Jay Sean Tate, man. He's one of my favorite NBA players. Um, I loved Tari Eason at Summer League. And I also feel like I irrationally like Josh Christopher. Mm hmm. Good answers. Uh, I don't have an irrational hate though for this team. I like. Oh, them. I I will fuck Jalen Green. That's right. Take away my <laughs> MVP. Right no, he's fine. I don't. I don't, I don't hate him. Those those uh, just just for funsies, guys. I mean, uh, weirdly, my irrational dislike is uh, Jabari Smith. Kinda. I'm just like, eh. This feels like he drafted Marvin Williams. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> although, although, like in hindsight, if you're not, if it wasn't the opportunity cost of taking Marvin Williams ahead of like Chris Paul, like 
Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good career. Yeah, no, no, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. I just don't like taking him third, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> okay. Sean, who's... Well, okay, so it's the, the 76th season in the uh, oh, NBA. Yeah. But let's be honest, it's actually the 77th. I don't know why the NBA is celebrating one year behind... But it's the 76th season, so for each team, Sean is picking out a signer of the Declaration of Independence for each team. Sean, who are the Houston Rockets? Uh, they're a guy named George Taylor. Uh, he was an indentured servant who couldn't pay for his passage to America. He eventually became a iron worker. Um, in Tillman Fertitta fashion, he bought property in a place called Beery's Port, and manufactured cannon shot. And then his business partner fled and tried to uh, line up with the British. And uh, he died broke. Great. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we also have bad governors, our uh -huh. section where we learn about the owners slash governors slash tycoons who mm -hmm. own these teams. <laughs> uh, and that means we haven't done this one in a while, Sean. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah. It's Tillman time. That's right. Texas Tillman, Trump supporter, state house man, and billionaire buyer. Houston Rockets motherfucker. Tillman time. How does Tillman <laughs> describe himself? A motherfucker. <laughs> Time. Once again, I should point out that middle part <laughs> where all I do is win plays after he describes himself as a motherfucker. I didn't make that. That is just something <laughs> I found online. <laughs> it is important to remind people because I sort of forgot that myself, and then now I can view it. Now I can see it. Oh, like so Tillman good. made that. Yeah, Tillman made that. Um, um, right. Okay, so. Tillman, uh, he's planning to build a new casino on the Las Vegas Strip. It has multiple restaurants, a convention space, a wedding chapel, a 2,500-seat theater, and an auto showroom. It's going to be 43 stories. Joey, it's on Las Vegas Boulevard, basically across the street from the Aria and uh -huh. Park G MGM next to Planet Hollywood. Joey, uh, are there any slots you'd recommend in that, in that zone? No, actually, I hate the slots on the Strip because they're all these generic shitty slots. Um, there was in Planet Hollywood, there's a Dolly Parton slot machine that's okay. But to get to like a real, the real good slots, you got to go to like Excalibur down the strip. You want to go okay. to like okay. somewhere shitty to play Ghostbusters 4D. Um, that's cool. I, uh, I am supposed to be going to Las Vegas this weekend. We, I don't we think see. you're doing that. <laughs> I know. I, I based on the sounds you were making on this I know, podcast. It's, I it's don't. Not think you're it's not good. It's not good. I even, I even got some packs loaded, but no, it it doesn't seem great, does it? <laughs> uh, I'm staying at a place that supposedly, uh, I can't even remember the name of the hotel, so I'm not even gonna. All right, uh, Sean. Did anyway. you know Tillman's always so getting investigated for scamming investors in the Golden Nuggets merger with DraftKings? 
Uh, of course, of course he is. Yeah, it's an all stock trade, which meant the valuation of each company was vulnerable to well lying. That's Do you pretty know much how bad happened. a guy you have to be to be the 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 one scamming someone when in a business deal with DraftKings? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, look, <laughs> DraftKings, fine company. Yeah, yeah. yeah Welcome yeah, yeah. them as a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, well, no, DraftKings isn't going to get investigated. Tillman is. No, that's what I mean, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, like, DraftKings like, is the non-shady one Yeah, here. the one that, that's really above board is the gambling site. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, Sean, they're over-under is 24 and a half. What do you think? You know, I, I just, I like them. I know they're going to really try to go under, but I think they're going to fail. I don't think they're going to try and go under. I think they're going to try and win some games and they're going to win 26 games. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're going to like win on some back to backs. Like they're not going to be fun to play in March. And I mean, it's also going to they... be like there's going to be games where Jalen Green scores like 40 points. He looks really good. Uh, well, well, and the other problem is that last year, teams had more of an opportunity with kind of the COVID exceptions and everything to bring up like bad players from the G League on purpose to lose. But Houston doesn't have like the roster space for that. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, they have to play guys with talent. So, um, yeah. All right, we got to move on. We spent way too much time on the Houston Rockets. All right, the (laughs) San Antonio Spurs last year went 34 and 48. Their expected win-loss record was 41 and 41. So good job, Greg Popovich, I guess, getting Jeremy so champ. (laughs) Uh, They were 18th in offense, 16th in defense. Uh, Josh... Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. Uh, they've added Gorgie Jang, Alice Johnson, Isaiah Roby, rookies Jeremy Sojan, Malachi Branham, and Blake Wesley. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what pantsless coyotes are leaving, <laughs> Sean? Uh, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, and Jock Landale. Oh, wow. Mistakenly listed on the Houston Rockets depth chart since july <laughs> as a as a backup point guard in fact um uh all right well, hold on my oh, team yeah. is always staying fresh you almost you almost uh well left josh in the dust there um, oh my god <laughs> sean what was their best move uh trading giante murray yeah nothing, nothing wrong with that guy but also uh because the cap's going up so much they couldn't even extend it so, yeah, they also got a lot for him, considering. Yeah, they got a lot. Fine. Um, yeah, but I mean, once you have a guy that like financially has to become an unrestricted free agent, and there's just no chance you're going to be good before then. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, the worst move? God, um, bringing in Gorgie Jang. Like, I don't. Yeah, I was it. gonna say I kind of like that move, <laughs> and it's not. Yeah, I think it, it's weird. Sure. But uh, Gorgie Jang is like he feels like he would have been a uh, like, um, like in on the Tim Duncan uh, Manu teams when they were just like cycling centers like Rasho Nesterovich. 
and Johan Petro yeah, I mean, maybe, and maybe all those like guys. Nostalgic. I was just like, yeah, but this team's terrible. <laughs> but you got to keep those guys around for pop, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Yeah. I bet I bet he I bet he's a cool guy to hang out. Actually, yeah, I so. like Gorgi. Let's yeah. hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right, Joey, this this roster, including two-way players, has six players under the age of 21. Is that going to handcuff Coach Pop's ability to teach this team about fine wine? No, because the Spurs live by European rules. Oh, you're right. You, once, you, you turn, you, once you turn 15, you're, you're you drinking. Can, you're you're drinking wine at dinner. <laughs> it's like, put some hair on your chest. Um, okay, uh, Joey. In, in that same vein, uh, this team's tanking hard this year. There's not a lot to talk about with their, like, real performance. But what do you think about their young, core-ish players? I want you to give each one of these guys a wine score, which is 1 to 100, for what you think of these prospects. We're going to go oldest to youngest. Uh, first off, gold medalist Keldon Johnson. I like Keldon Johnson a lot. Um, but I don't think he's, like, a star um, so like, I don't know, like 78. Yeah. All right. Pretty good. Drinkable. Um, I could see him also like surviving this whole rebuild, basically. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. 100 is the best, right? 100 is the best. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is Romeo One. must die Langford. One. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have any, I don't have anything positive to say about this guy. Like, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Okay, and then uh, Trey, no, Tyus is my brother, Jones. Like a 46. I don't have any faith in him. Duke, little Duke guard. I don't know. Um, Okay, then Devin, three and D's nuts, the cell. 56. 56. Okay. Um, Joshua, cuz, primo. 66. Yeah, I know. He's like a guy that has like a lot of potential, but I'm not totally sure what he's like really good at either. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I remember there was this one NFL lineman who graduated early and got to the league at like 19 and was like, wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then he was like a rotation guy, which is impressive. But yeah. OK, um, next up, Blake Carrington Wesley. That's his actual full oh, name. My Jesus Christ. Um, at 52. Yeah, I I like him, but also I feel like they drafted the same guy twice in yeah. this round. Um, Malachi Lamar, quote, I went to LeBron's high school, Brandon. Um, 43. No, I basically like Blake Wesley for junking. And then Jeremy, concussion protocol, Sochan. Uh, I don't have any faith in Jeremy Sochan, like a 32. By the way, that's his nickname because his shots were so errant. Uh, people thought they would put him in the concussion protocol. Okay. Uh, finally, one more thing. I want you to choose new teams for all of San Antonio's veteran Caucasians. Okay. Uh, first of all, Doug McDermott. Uh, the the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> uh, Jakob Pertle. Uh, Miami Heat. Oh, boy. That is heady. Well, He's he'd, heady. Be, he'd be so perfect next to Bam, right? Like... Oh, makes makes so much sense. Yeah. And then uh Zach Barnowl Collins. Of uh, the the uh the South Bay Lakers. <laughs> I was gonna say the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. So okay. 
Um, irrational love or hate? Um, I mean, I have no irrational feelings about any of these players, to be completely honest. I, I guess I irrationally hate Zach Collins. Oh, I um, guess that's fair. Because of it. But it's rational. He made that gross gesture. <laughs> yeah, no, he's gross. Um, I'm kind of fond of Blake Wesley, but he's almost certainly going to be bad this year. Mm-hmm. But, that's because uh, you're a Notre Dame head. I'm a Notre Dame head. No, I, I like I had to write a fake draft article about the Warriors, not thinking that Patrick Baldwin Jr. would drop that far. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, it'd be cool if they had like a six five guy who dunked. Oh. So maybe it was wish fulfillment. And then I started looking. I'm like, I think he actually is going to be good, but not. Oh, I have an irrational hate here. I oh, really yeah. dislike Josh Richardson. Oh, I forgot he was on the team. Because A... Come on, there's one Jay Rich, and it's not Josh Richardson. Uh, and people fair. call him Jay Rich all the time. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> he was supposed to be good. And what happened? No one knows. <laughs> yeah, he. I feel betrayed by Josh Richardson. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, Sean. What signer of the Declaration of Independence was in the CIA? <laughs> you know, I, it was going to be George Washington because he is the ultimate X's and O's founding father and he was a spy master, but he mm-hmm. actually didn't sign the Declaration <laughs> because he was with the troops. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're going to go with Benjamin Franklin. He's old. He let his hair grow long. He's an innovator. He loved wine. He wrote a lot of sarcastic articles. That's the colonial version of a Greg Popovich sideline interview. Mm-hmm. And he was, like Greg Popovich, very woke. He was an abolitionist and an advocate for Native American rights, which was not a popular position in 1776. Um, do, could you see Greg Popovich uh, putting a key on a kite during a lightning storm? Because uh, I, I could not. That's the one. Not really. That's the one where I'm like... Uh, I also don't think Greg Popovich would get syphilis. Yeah, I, I think he would. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, also, well, yeah, but I think fair. Um, <laughs> all right, Sean, bad government. What have their owners done? Okay, so uh, now, recently, Michael Dell, computer executive, has dude, become a minority. Dude, executive. you're getting a Dell? Is yeah. The... Wow. <laughs> so in 2010, his company had to pay $100 million for fraudulent, fraudulently inflating its stock price and not disclosing they were getting uh, tons of kickbacks from Intel. Uh, they also work employees with unpaid overtime and no breaks. And when people complain, they shut down the offices. And he also unleashed the dude you're getting a Dell guy on the world and then fired him for buying a bag of pot. Uh-huh. So Michael Dell, how dare you? All right. How Sean. dare you fire your namesake? 23 okay. and five over under. What do you think? Uh, they're, they're going under. This, yeah, this is team like, is like the worst team in the league, right? I also think that Greg Popovich is, I, I don't know. Everyone is convinced that they're getting Wembyana, and I have no idea why that is. But I am, yeah, they're, Pop is going to love losing on purpose. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's really into the tank. He's going to, well, he's really going to love not having to talk about basketball at these press conferences. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's going to be great. (laughs) Just give his thoughts on the, you know. Uh, NBA Twitter darlings, the New Orleans Pelicans, Sean. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, well, they went 36 and 46. Good for ninth place. They beat the Clippers and the Spurs in playing games and then lost to the Suns four to two. They were actually worse than they were supposed to be. They should expected win loss was 38 and 44. 19th in offense, 20th in defense. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. All right. They drafted Dyson Daniels, EJ Liddell, draft dropper, and someone named Carlo Makovic. Mm-hmm. And then don't forget, next summer they're getting Scoot Henderson, the <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> the second pick. It won't be one, but it could be two. It could be two. Um. <sighs> that Laker team, boy. We'll talk about that in the next preview. But I I was kind of astounded watching that first <laughs> Who's game. Who's leaving, Sean? Uh, Gary Clark and Tony Snell. Oh, anytime Tony you Snell get... was in the league last year, yes. <laughs> I remember someone described the Michael Carter-Williams for Tony Snell trade from a shooting perspective as a squirt gun being traded for a drawing of a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is always staying fresh. All right. Best move, worst move. I mean, their best move is Zion is going to play. Yeah. And like. And they traded uh, for CJ McCollum last year. Yeah. It's kind of like. uh, And I kind of think their best move was sort of letting this thing marinate a little bit. We'll get into that a little later. But yeah. Um, Worst move? I don't really have one. Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe, know enough about these draft picks. Yeah, I don't have any. I'm like, oh, they should have taken Sochan. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right, triple threat, three questions. They locked up CJ McCollum and Larry Nance Jr. to big extensions. How do you feel? about them locking in this 36-win team for the next three years? Pretty good, dude. Yeah, me too. It's this like, team is cool. Uh, do I think there's like a non, there's like a 50-50 chance they're not very good? Yes. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they were awesome last year. And like, they hit a home run in the draft last year, right? Like, Trey Murphy won them a play-in game. And... Uh, uh, Mr. Jones and Alvarado. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. three good rookies. Yeah. I I think, and they, I don't know if this guy's going to be good, but they essentially have the 13th pick in the 2020 draft coming back from a knee injury in like January. Uh, who is that? Uh, Kira Lewis. Kyra uh, Lewis. I don't think he's good. Um, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying like, there's a lot of, um, I mean, I, I just have no idea on these guys, but they just have they have a lot of dudes like they're. Yeah. Willie Herman Gomez is the third string center and he's good. Right. But uh, what I was just going to say is like. Trey Murphy already, right, like won them a playoff game and he's only going to get better. Like Zion is back. Um, Herb Jones is maybe overrated at this point, but he's awesome. Uh-huh. Like. Jose Alvarado, like these guys are only going to get better. And now Zion's here. Yeah. And you have a million. You just have to figure out what you have with these guys. Yeah. And I think that 
it's it's almost I I almost think it like forces the team to think in a perspective where like this is the team we're not like it it felt like they spent two years with the team in like a lot of flux that who's going to get traded, who's going to get moved around. Now it's like for two years, it's like, we're just going to figure out what this team is. You know what I mean? Right. And And also they already have like an established pecking order, right? Like, yeah. And Larry Nance is an awesome I mean, Zion might change that, but like Zion might end up being the first guy instead of Ingram. That might, there might be some push and pull there, but still there's not really, that big of a difference where it's like okay zion mccollum and ingram get all the shots and then everybody else you're just here to play roles right like it just seems more like they have pressure to figure out what they have rather than think about shaking it up i guess so that's where i'm at with them i guess yeah uh i i love it actually even though i even though i slanted the question to be a, a little surprise wasn't that good? Clever yeah, yeah. of me. It was good. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm proud of okay. you. Um, here we go. Uh, how would you rate Zion Williamson's expected performance next year on a scale of one to ten bowls of gumbo, which is the amount of gumbos he ate every day last year? <laughs> I think like a nine. I think he's going to be awesome, dude. <laughs> I'm going to say a ten, dude. Yeah. I right. think he's going to roll. I think he's going to roll. I think like I think he's like an MVP candidate, honestly. <laughs> I think it's going to I think it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to hold I just why I was trying to be conservative and like oh he gets hurt a lot. It's like who, who cares? <laughs> I just want this little cannon exploding on everybody. Okay, um now here's a question. If the Pelicans win a playoff round this year, should the city of New Orleans let Zion remodel a classic French quarter? Should have let him do it anyway. <laughs> um, all right, one last question. What is this team going to be really good at this year? They defense were kind of mediocre. And running, dog. <laughs> yeah. They were 20th in defense. I think they're going to be top 10. I mean, I don't know about Zion, but I just yeah. I just feel like they're going to like I don't know. I feel good. I feel good about. I wish you hadn't asked this question and asked the bonus question. So I'm going to give you a fourth question anyway. Okay. You should have asked me this question. This one. Oh, sorry. Okay, better. Joey. Joey. Chris <laughs> Paul has the most triple doubles in Pelicans history. Lonzo Ball is third with four. Who is number two in Pelicans history in triple doubles? Does it count Hornets? I guess it uh, does because of Chris Paul, right? So. Well, I mean, it's it's in New Orleans. Yeah, is it um, David Wesley? <laughs> it is not David Wesley. This is that a is good just guess, though? <laughs> no, but this is just. I think this is just New Orleans. Okay, guys. all right, all right. Um, I'll I'll be honest. I didn't even think this guy was on the team. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a one season Pelican, and he's second in triple doubles. Uh, Demarcus Cousins. Nope. Uh, this was in the 2018-19 season. Oh He's 24 God. years old, and he did this in 42 games. 2018-19, but only one season. I don't know who was. Let me it? give you his averages: 10.6 points, <laughs> one steal, 7.6 assists, 5.2 rebounds. He shot 31% from three. I Is forgot he was on the Evans? team. Not Tyreek Evans. He was on the team longer than that. I'll tell you, it was. 
Alfred Payton. Oh, good for Alfred, man. Uh, I mean, second in history, in, <laughs> in Pelicans history. Um, Isn't that I, weird that just no one gets triple doubles on this team? All right. Well, triple doubles are hard unless you're Russell Westbrook. Uh, Sean, what signer of the Declaration of Independence is the uh, Pelicans? So, George Reed of Delaware, when the Redcoats invaded Philadelphia, he fled south and east just like this team from Charlotte. Uh, he also was a controversial guy because he wanted no states at all, just one giant bloated country, which kind of would have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but he basically wanted the U.S. to be like last year's Zion Williamson. All right. Bad government, Sean. Tell us how racist Gail Benson is. No, we're going to talk about how uh, actually she let her PR team. She uh, loves hanging out with the archbishop. In in New Orleans, and that's why the PR staff for the Saints and the Pelicans helped them at the Catholic Church out when they were trying to cover up their rampant sexual abuse scandal. Jesus Christ. Bad, bad person. Um, all right, Sean, over under 44 and a half. I'm going over, baby. I'm I'm just committed. I know it's I know it's a stereotype. But uh, yeah, I, lo- I love them. I'm I'm just gonna be in the tank for this team. Forty five seems about right to me. I mean, considering uh, they did win thirty six games. Yeah, I'm gonna say under to be fun, but it's to me, it's like forty four, forty five sounds right to me. Yeah, like sixth or seventh. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right, right, Sean, the Dallas Mavericks. All right. Uh, I have a lot to say about this team, actually. Uh, Win loss, 52 and 30. Good for fourth in the West. They beat the Jazz 4 to 2, beat the Suns 4 to 3, lost to the Warriors 4 to 1. Their expected win loss record was 50 and 32. They were 15th in offense, 6th in defense. Um, Josh. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. JaVale McGee, Christian Wood, and rookie Jaden Hardy. All right, what Harala Bobcats are leaving? Uh, Jalen Brunson, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, and Boba Marjanovic. Um, and... My team is always staying fresh. Best move and worst move, Sean. Um, you know, it, like, I get bringing in JaVale McGee, Especially to a vibe deficient team, yeah. yeah. Like, but I don't. I just don't get giving him the mid level exception. Yeah, but I, I like the. Would you rather have Boban than Javale though? That's like the same thing. You know what I mean? Eh, I mean, one guy's a lot more playable, but <laughs> uh, basically, I like the idea of bringing in Javale McGee, and then every detail of it seems asinine to me. Yeah. Um, like, why would you promise him a starting spot? Why would you give him that much money? Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff didn't make sense to me. I don't understand signing only big men when they lo- were losing Jalen Brunson. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, when uh, they already paid Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber, like, a lot of money. I would say their worst move was letting Jalen Brunson go, especially considering what that contract turned out to be and what the other contracts signed. Like they're paying him the same as the Hawks are paying Deandre Hunter, basically. Um, Like, I don't, I don't even like Jalen Brunson that much, but 
but uh, that's kind of just what he costs. Yeah. You know, you're you're running a basketball team with Luka Doncic. Um, <laughs> all right, let's hit the triple threat courts. Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right. Okay. So their first, their big free agent signing this year was Javale. Here are some other top free agents they've gotten since their championship in 2011. OJ Mayo, Monte Ellis, Devin Harris, Chandler Parsons, Wesley Matthews, Harrison Barnes, DeAndre Jordan in 2018, not 2015. Can we conclude that good players don't really want to play for Mark Cuban? Yes. Yeah, yes, I mean, can. they have money. It's it's not a bad place yeah. to live. People like going to Dallas in every other sport. Yeah. <laughs> um, all and right. like, they can't blame Rick Carlisle anymore. No, nope. No, they can't. Because um, they, they chose a degenerate gambler over him. Um, okay. Uh, Dallas improved their defense from 20th to 6th under Jason Kidd. My two questions are, is this really a good defensive team and how did they get so much better? Uh, I don't know. And I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It seems like it's like a Reggie Bullock focused defense. Now, I will well, say Finney Smith is a really good defender. Mm-hmm. And, and I will so say that Kleber Kleber's like a Kleber is like an maybe the most underrated defender in the NBA. Yeah, I just mean those guys were on the team yes. a year ago, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Now, I do think that Luca's defense is better than people think just because he's he's big. He's big. Yeah. yeah, like that's he's big and strong. He's big. And strong. Yeah. Um, OK, uh, Joey, on February 10th this year, Bitcoin was worth forty three thousand five hundred and twelve dollars and twenty seven cents today. It is worth $19,138.54. Is this because on February 10th, the unholy cryptocurrency partnership of Spencer Dinwiddie and Mark Cuban began? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's correct. Yes. All right. So, Sean, I guess we'll talk about it at the over-under section. Let's do the uh, Declaration of Independence. Sean, which signer of the Declaration <laughs> of Independence are the Dallas Mavericks? Um, all right. Well, this is Samuel Huntington of Connecticut. Had a limited education. He got smallpox, which made his skin weird. Uh, that <laughs> reminds me of somebody. Uh, okay. But also, this is like this is basically like the the position the Dallas Mavericks traditionally have in the NBA. To me, he was elected to be the president of the Continental Congress mm-hmm. uh, in 1779. And some historians, dumb historians, consider him the first president. The president of Congress was a mostly ceremonial position with no real authority, but the office did require Huntington to handle a good deal of correspondence and sign official documents. That's how the Mavericks are in terms of contenders. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're in the mix, but they're basically like, like they signed a participation form at the conference finals Mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. All right, Sean, bad government. Tell me some some stuff. Um, Well, Mark Cuban ran the company Toy Guru into bankruptcy after it was on Shark Tank. And then he blew a quarter million dollars on the breathometer, uh, a breathalyzer that plugs into your phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Overall, Cuban has lost money on Shark Tank investments because he is a fraud. Mm -hmm. He also lost money since the one thing he did that made money. 
selling a, a pirate radio site to Yahoo before it crashed in value. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Sean, <laughs> over under 48 and a half. Jesus, this is. So here's everywhere oh, yeah, I'm you, looking. You, yeah. This is what I want to talk about. Everywhere I'm looking, everyone is saying they think Luka Doncic is going to win the MVP this year. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see how this team is going to win the games for him to win MVP. Exactly. Like. Even if they win, even if they go over and win 49 wins. They won 52 games last year, but do they feel, does this team feel like a 50-win team to you? No. No, they really don't. They didn't feel like a 52-win team last year. And here's the other thing. There is this feeling that a basketball team's performance in the second half of the year is really going to carry over. Uh-huh. And while I do think that maybe that's true for the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. it's more because they, like, Really figured under, out a well, style of really play. underachieved in the first half. Yeah, of the yeah, year. that's true. That's true too. Um, but there's no, there is no correlation. Like, like having finishing strong does not necessarily lead to anything in baseball. Yeah. It's just in basketball. You in basketball, I'm sorry. It also it matters actually in baseball. There's anyway. Um, so it's like. Do you think the Mavericks are still that team that was overachieving and had Jalen Brunson as their second scorer? They didn't replace him with anybody. I, I mean, I just, the idea I don't know right, would be that Tim Hardaway Jr. is healthy now, right? And Dinwiddie was good after the trade. Yeah, I just, I feel like that's a... I don't know. I mean, they had Dinwiddie last year. You know I think I mean? like this they, team's a play-in team. They could be pretty bad. Like, say Luca sprains his ankle, and this time he misses six weeks. Yeah. I. It could be a pretty bad team. There's there's very little depth. And, and again, I just don't... How I don't are think, they a top 10 defense? We still don't understand. I mean, no, this right. one, it could be one I'm way off on, too. Right. But I just got, have a bad <laughs> feeling about this team. I just don't know how the pieces like fit together. I know you can play Maxi Cleaver at power forward, but then you've got Dwight. You have JaVale McGee, Maxi Cleaver, Christian Wood, and Dwight Powell. To me, that is four centers. Yeah. And you can play maybe two of them at a time. And also their best lineups last year all had Maxi Cleaver at center. Right. And so <laughs> and Dorian Finney-Smith playing like, power forward, power yeah. forward. Yeah. and then i just I, I don't know man like theo pinson's not gonna play no um, he's not allowed to play go or else the like, bench vibes the bunch yeah. vibes go down but um, yeah like are they they're gonna be leaning on like davis bertons and i just don't think josh green's good yeah there's no reason to think he's good at least except that he was a first round pick so um swam so under Jeremy. I'm also an under. <coughs> and, you know, Luca's like good enough that they could just win 50 games by having Luca. But, yeah. boy, it's better not to make him yeah. win 50 <laughs> games by himself. Um, all right. Finally, Sean, another team yeah. I have weird vibes about the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, Last yes. year, they went 56 and 26. Good for second in the West. They beat the Timberwolves 4 to 2, then lost to the Warriors 4 to 2. 
Their expected win-loss uh, rating was 55 and 27. Fifth in offense, fourth in defense. Um, Josh Giddy. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. Uh, Danny Green's corporeal body. Well, he's probably not, he's not really uh, there. Morris Con yeah, actually, I guess his right's not his corporeal body. Uh, <laughs> rookies, Jake LaRavia, the 19th pick, David Roddy, the 23rd pick, Kennedy Chandler, the 38th pick, Vince Williams Jr., and Kenneth Lofton Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh what what dynasty what people are missing this what dynasty chickens are leaving <laughs> oh okay good call um uh that's kyle slow-mo anderson d'anthony parish melton uh he was legally adopted by keith before the trade and jared culver what a disappointment he was <laughs> um yeah i don't I don't, I don't get it, man. Um, I'd be no, first off, we've got to go. My team is always staying fresh. Uh, Sean. Yeah. What is the best move here? Cause I don't <laughs> see one. I only see I, the worst moves. <laughs> I like Kennedy Chandler. I think it was good. He's a good guy to get at 38. I mean, I like those that, rookies. I like all the, the rookies they brought in. I just don't I, understand. Well, I don't like Jake LaRivia, but I like David Roddy and I like Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, um it's it's very weird. Um Why if you have a 56 win team, <coughs> are you just letting two rotation players go and not replacing them? That's yeah. my question. It seems like I understand, you know, they've been very patient. And it really paid off last year to not make any panic moves for like the first three years they had job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now they're still being patient. So they really trust their development staff and their draft guys. Yeah. And they also draft guys that draft Twitter dudes love, mm -hmm. but it does seem like a weird time to not be going forward a little like harder. i get letting melton go because clearly they really have faith in conchar right they signed him to a deal uh -huh. but the not replacing kyle anderson with anybody or trying to get a small forward um yeah it's i don't understand <laughs> i mean it's it's very like philosophy and process but uh yeah like right now their starting small forward is John Conchar. I guess. Who I guess I like. Uh, like, I mean, that's and that's because Zaire and um, Dylan Brooks are hurt to start the season. Also, Jaron mm -hmm. Jackson Jr. is hurt to start the season. Yeah. I mean, maybe the second Jaron Jackson Jr. went down, they were just like, we're throwing this season in the trash. Yeah, although I didn't, I guess, I mean, he'll, I guess he'll be out for a while. He's not playing five on five yet. So I that's... mean, last year, last time he got, he had an injury similar to this. He was hurt like the entire season. It just seems like a, I don't know. It seems like the West is kind of open. Yeah. Well, and it also seems like 
I mean, not all, not, I mean, just, just that there's a lot of good teams. Yes. But it also feels like, couldn't they have maybe used another veteran wing player against the Golden State Warriors last year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, let's go to the triple threat courts. Sorry. <laughs> let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right. Uh, this team was 20 and five without John Morant last season. Why? And is that a bad omen for John Morant? Uh, no. And it was because like Tyus Jones and D'Anthony Melton are good players. Like, mm-hmm. um, right. I mean, I also, I think it's a fluke. Well, I do think they kind of play, uh, a little differently with jaw like it tends to it can often be the jaw show but the thing is the jaw show is really good yeah it's a good show it's uh it's a great show he like like oh he he really went one-on-one a lot in that playoff game that he scored 47 points in and single-handedly won Mm -hmm. and i guess his defense is not as insane as those other guys too because he is carrying the offense right i think it's i think it's also a little bit it's also a little bit of a fluke. I feel like Memphis, I think it's definitely a fluke. I think that I think Memphis unusually last year because of how weird the season was. I think they got a couple wins and even maybe a few playoff wins by simply playing harder than their opponent. Mm-hmm. And that's a very admirable trait, but I don't know if it's going to be as repeatable this season. Right. When it's just like teams had a normal offseason. They're not as COVID decimated, you know. But also, I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, um, I do think they're very good. What um, is this team's biggest weakness besides their reliance on Dylan Brooks, Sean? Um, I, I, it's like I wish they had a Kyle Anderson type. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, like a like a veteran who could kind of like. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what player it would be necessarily, but like their version of like a four years ago, Andre Iguodala, like I feel like they could use a Jay Crowder even Um, just like a, I don't know, a guy who isn't 22 years old in crunch time necessarily. Right. Actually their biggest weakness is uh, their medical staff. (laughs) These guys get hurt a lot. Um, All right, Sean, what's your next question? (laughs) David Roddy and Kenneth Lofton Jr. are two of the widest young players in recent memory. Jake LaRavia weighs 240 pounds. Is Memphis looking for the polar opposite of what Oklahoma City looks for in a player? Oh, great question. Is that a funhouse mirror situation? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> and that's what I think makes like a, these two teams like being the two teams of the future pretty fun is the idea that Memphis could outweigh them by like 30 pounds at every <laughs> position, except, you know, the black hole of Dort. And I mean, a black well, hole and, in the well, incredibly and also, dense and objects are drawn to him. Also, once Oklahoma City trades Shea, Giddy's going to outweigh Jaw by like 100 pounds, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Giddy, weird body. Yeah, um, but he's, he's skinny. Yeah, but he's, he's also like six eight. I know, but I'm I'm yeah, saying I'm that's saying. an Oklahoma City body. Yeah. No, but I'm tall and being No, but Jaw is like Jaw like weighs less than me. 
Okay, I guess that's I guess that's probably true. Um, Jaw is very slight. Um, yeah, he weighs one seventy four officially. Yeah, I think Whereas I weigh one seventy does weigh two hundred five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. All right, Sean. Um, what sign of the Declaration of Independence are the Memphis uh, are the Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, Thomas Lynch Jr. of South Carolina. He retired at age 28. He is also the youngest signer to die. Uh, <laughs> before dying at sea, he made a will requiring that the heirs of his female relatives change their last name to Lynch in order to inherit his family estate. His sister responded by changing her name. Um, and then they managed his plantation until their son was at age. Uh, and then those children all died young. One died in the Civil War. Another one died as a teenager. Basically, he desperately wanted a dynasty. And while he said a lot of words about it, it didn't happen. Mm. So he's like the Dylan Brooks of the American <laughs> Bad government, Sean. What, uh, uh, what, what, oh, what weird owners did, uh, look, I can't find any dirt on Robert Perry. He's an American success story, but minority <laughs> owner, Joshua Kushner and his family, uh, bullied me? a Kushner. Owns the... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I, thought you were, I, I assumed this was going to be about, uh, um, how Crimea River by Justin Timberlake now is problematic. Oh, I don't um, even know if he, I, he must own his shares. No, um, Joshua Kushner and his family got Qatari investors to bail out their disastrous NYC property, 666 Fifth Avenue. Look at that number, Joey, for 500 million, in part because they leveraged Saudi Arabia's blockade of Qatar through their influence on President Trump and friendship with, uh, the Crown MBS. Prince MBS. Uh, they went up against the Secretary of State of the United States, essentially ransoming their uh, disastrous property. Also, he and Kanye West are fighting about underwear deals, it seems like, right. on the Internet. Is that why Kanye West doesn't like <laughs> Jewish people? Is that what's leading to this? Anyway. Um, um, yes. That, yeah. Well, I mean, partly yes. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. What a world we live in. What a world. All right, Sean, I got to tell you, uh, or over unders 49 and a half. Yeah, I have a really bad feeling about this team. Mm -hmm. Like real bad feelings. I think this is going to be my prediction is way, way under. I think this is one of those weird years where, um, a team that wins 55 games is then suddenly in the lottery for one year and they get wow. someone awesome. Wow. I mean, and everyone's like, wait, how did the, how, and everyone's like, wait, how did the Spurs get Tim Duncan? Uh-huh. And it's now going to be, why did the Memphis Grizzlies get Victor Wembemiana? That well, is you, my feeling. You know what's going to happen, Joey? <laughs> yeah. They're going to have these guys. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to come back. After Christmas, they're going to play the Warriors on Christmas Day. Jordan Poole and Jordan Poole's going to lightly touch his He's yeah. going to lightly touch his knee, and Memphis is going to shut him down for yeah. the season. And they get Wicker Bicker. I I just have a real bad feeling about this team, and it's like not even basketball related. It's like a gut feeling. I don't know. Um, and I love the Grizzlies. I would love it if the Grizzlies won sixty games, but. 
I don't get it. I'm taking the under. I was going to go over, and then I just started thinking, like, what a leap they made. And I actually think they're going to win, like, 49 games. What is, it, what is it, 49 and a half? Yeah. I'm picking them at a very, very slight under. I'm saying 49 wins. But still under. I just have a weird feeling. Somebody in the West has to be bad. You know what I mean? Like, that I just think it's was da- going to be good. And my picks for those two teams are Dallas and Memphis. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, All right, Sean. That's our episode. Um, So some business I forgot to mention. We're going to be a Monday podcast starting next week. uh, Yeah. Instead of a late, late in the week podcast. Um, So you're going to get two episodes really close together. Uh, Lucky. Yes, you are. Lucky. (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, Yeah. I'm going to drink some tea. My performance is going to be better in the next one. Um, And then as for me, uh, oh, Sean, do you want to plug the things again? I just, just yard darker, golden stead mind. That's fine. Um, And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where, hmm, let's do a good one. On... 9-14-15, I tweeted, if the rest of Phoenix is anything like my house, then rip Phoenix. We just got killed by that storm. I can't catch a break. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, did you write a song? I did. I wrote a holiday song for October. Um, it's called Dream Monster Mash. <laughs> great i hope that goes uh viral um <laughs> it's gonna blow up <laughs> yeah uh trust the process trust the process and uh shut it down let's all if you want me to be honest with you i still don't know how much the world may think it blew up sparked by the leak of the video the incident did blow up it went viral Scrimmaging in the gym late one night When my eyes beheld the scary sight A guard the fowls were called too tight And then the forward threw an overhead right He did the mash He did the Dray Monster mash Dray Monster mash It was a TMZ smash He did the mash Video was copied to a flash He did the mash he did the Dre Monster Mash. Who oh, collapsed like Chris Bosch after a blood clot? Wow. Like Andrew Wiggins, he took an unwanted shot. Wow. Young Jordan was pounded within an inch of his life. Wow. And Draymond named his fingers the Hamptons Five. He did the mash. Did the Dre Monster Mash. Dre Monster Mash. It was a TMZ smash. He did the mash. He wants more of Joe's cash. He did the mash. He did the Dre Monster Mash. The Warriors girls were having fun. Preseason had just begun. The guests included Blood Boys, Joe Lacob, and his son. The media was talking, chasing blood like hounds. Like Michael Peters in the corner, Dre had gone out of bounds. Went mad with rage about a contract extension. And Bob Byers asked, why would we give him a suspension? They played the mash. Because he Dre Monster Mash. Dre Monster Mash. 
It was a TMZ smash. He did the mash. Clay was there smoking hash. He did the mash. He did the Dream Monster Mash uh, Out from the harbor on the yard of the trail uh, A cry arose, it was Mr. Spreewell what, He what? shook his brains and then the landlord spoke uh, And said, whatever happened to my Carlissimo choke? It's now the Mash It's now the Dream Monster Mash Dream Monster Mash It was a TMZ Smash It's now the Mash Left his eye with a gash It's now the Mash he did the Dream Monster Mash. Oh. Now everything's cool. Jordan Poole got his deal. Oh. Andrew Bogut showed up back from stopping the steal. Uh, and when they asked Chef Curry about the violence and strife, uh, he said no comment until I talked to my wife. There you can mash. He did the Dream Monster Mash. Dream Monster Mash. It was a TMZ Smash. You did the mash. Video was copied to a flash. You did the mash. He did the Dream Monster Mash! Oh. Ah! Mash Dream good! Mash. Easy, Kavon! You impetuous young boy! Mash. mash good! Oh, Look mash. like Dracula! Move like Frankenstein! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.